Hello everybody, this is Chris from CSS Tricks with video screencast number 31. I had kind of a weird thing happen to me real recently with uh, Google Analytics, which is the, the software stuff I use to keep track of the statistics of my website, you know, who is viewing it from where and under what circumstances and all that stuff. Uh, so I thought it would be a good chance to share that experience as well as just introduce what Google Analytics is and how you can get started using it and some things and quirks and stuff about it. Um, to check it out on the web, it is just at google.com slash analytics. So uh, uh, use your regular Google account to access it, the same one you know, you'd use for any of the other Google services like Docs or Gmail or anything. Uh, it's free. So you can use as many websites as you'd like on it. I don't believe there's any limit. And you go ahead and log into your Google Analytics account. I have a bunch of sites already set up, but uh, you would be prompted to set up one if this is your first time using it. Again, what this is for is, is tracking visitor behavior on your website. Uh, you know, not just like back in the day when you throw a hit counter on there and see how many times people viewed, but, you know, just more advanced statistics than that that are, you know, when we're talking about statistics in the web, it's just called analytics for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, it's not just, you know, what, what is a hit counter? Is that how many times the page has ever been loaded? Or, or, you know, there's a little more advanced statistic called, you know, just visitors in Google Analytics. That is, you know, if someone just reloads the page five times, that's just one visit. It has to be a unique visit, and I believe it's like an hour or something. If somebody comes back again an hour later, then it counts as a new one, but otherwise it's just, you know, that count, that's just one visitor. So we'll just go ahead and look at CSS Trick stats right away so you can kind of get a view of, you know, what you get with Google Analytics. Uh, you know, the first thing you'll see, you know, it's... Still, you know, the, the days of the hit counter are gone, but what people are mostly interested in is just straight up visitors to their site. That's kind of the most interesting statistic is how many people came that day, you know, and maybe how many pages they viewed at. So by default, you're looking at number of visitors per day, but you can drop this little drop down down check page views, which is literally like how many times that page was loaded. So generally, these numbers are quite a bit higher. Uh, um... I think, you know, before we get into too much of this, I want to show you how you actually use it, use it, um, as in how this data actually gets in here. And it's actually a little snippet of JavaScript that you need to include in your pages uh, on, on any page that you want to track uh, to get this to actually work. So uh, it lends itself pretty well to using a content management system. Like I use WordPress. A lot of you use WordPress. Um, the, that page is built... Remember, there's like a header.php file and a body and then like a footer.php file. So on a site like that's just 100% WordPress, you only have to paste this JavaScript snippet into one place, into that footer, and you don't have to worry about it. Whereas if you have a site where you manually built all the pages, you're going to have to put that snippet of JavaScript on each and every one of those individual pages. So not just the home page or anything like that. This page needs to load on every single page. So you actually get that code. In the settings, I think it'll give it to you when you set up a new one, but I think you just say, uh, how does it work? Just pick any one of these ones. I think edit might do it, and then check status. This is what the code looks like. It's this 
chunk down here. Uh, notice there's two different kinds. Back in the day, this is what the code used to look like. They're calling it the legacy tracking code now, the urchin.js. And then there's this new tracking code. So even if you, you know, if you've used Google Analytics, but you haven't used it in a while, you should probably come in here and get this new tracking code. I believe it's a little lighter weight. And as far as it even has new features, I believe it tracks uh, outgoing uh, outbound clicks as well as you know the inbound one so there's some advantages to using this new code so definitely upgrade to that uh, I can just show you real quickly in Coda here I logged into CSS tricks and went into my uh, where I keep my WordPress theme here and open up the footer.php file and at the bottom of that file I have my snippet of JavaScript for uh, uh, Google Analytics to work and record pages and uh, I do I do 100% of my site isn't isn't on WordPress so like you know the pages for the videos and stuff I do need to put this individually on those pages but just this little snippet right here takes care of all of WordPress for me which is real nice uh, note that this isn't secret which we're gonna get to in a minute that uh, anybody can see this code at the you know they just view your page and view source at the bottom they can see this um, there's really no reason for anyone to to use it. It doesn't give them any access to anything. It's not a security risk per se. Uh, but uh, what happened to me was, for, for whatever reason, there's a code. I believe it's this code right here that uniquely identifies my site. Uh, some other site was using this code as well, and their traffic was getting applied to mine, which we'll take a look at in a minute. It's pretty bizarre. So anyway, that's how you include it on your page. And, you know, you sign up, sign up. It's free. Include this stuff on your page. You know, the the this site will prompt you through the whole sign up process and everything. And uh, and then data will just start flowing in. You might you know need a couple days to get any kind of useful data out of it. And it's best to check out you know not same day traffic, but then generally you know wait a day at least and 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 wait for the day to finish out to look at previous traffic. Uh, it does. Uh, let's I'll try not to get too ahead of myself here. Let's go back to this. You can actually gr open up the date finder, and this is today's date. I can actually get some up-to-the-minute kind of info on today, which is nice, but generally, you know, don't put too much stock in that until the day is over. So, so yeah, that's kind of a hot trick if you do want to check out today. It doesn't show that by default, but you can select today and check it out. I can just check out the just straight up the month of July if I want to and look at those statistics. Very easy. It's pretty snappy, isn't it? I kind of dig it. Uh, so you'll see these are the number of visitors, the, just the dashboard here, which is configurable, and you can put different stuff here if you want, but I kind of have the default thing. You see a bunch of stuff. You see uh, number of visitors and, and page views and how many pages per visit one of those visitors looked at, which makes sense. You know, this times about three equals this. Uh, bounce rate is people that looked at just a single page on your site and then left, like somebody maybe that was searching for something and landed on your page and it wasn't what they needed and left right away. Uh, time on site, that's pretty obvious, and the percentage of people that were new visitors to your site. Uh, I can't give you tons of specifics on that, but just interesting stuff to look at right away. And then what are the most popular pages on your site? An overview. Uh, the keywords, like the search words that are getting people to your site, and where those people came from, the top five. You can drill down further uh, and see. So if I clicked on that, now it's showing me the top ten. See, stumble upon is my number one refer in in this in July that we're looking at. Remember, this changes depending on what the dates you are, have selected. So 
These are my top 10 refers. Thanks to all those folks, huh? Uh, uh, more stuff here. So that's, that's where people came from. You saw the dashboard of just quick stats, but then you can drill down a little further and see, uh, you know, what are the, what are the, your most popular pages that month. So let's see if I get down to number six, here's the first time that's an, this is an actual post. So the post I did about, uh, uh, cutting edge browsers and their development tools, which is like Firebug, but the, the versions of Firebug for different browsers, that was definitely my most popular article in the month of July with this many statistics. So that's that. And you can find out more information about where your sources came from exactly. You know, it, it's not just the top 10 here. If you want to drill down and see, you know, there's 3000 sites, you know, that provided traffic here. So you can just keep going and going and going and see where all your traffic came from. And you can find out about your visitors. And for example, where they're from. You know, I'm from the States, so obviously dark green here. Most of the traffic is from the States, but my second most popular apparently is Germany. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, from how many visitors you get from the rest of the world, mostly just uh, uh, interesting. You know, I'm not sure if I can do much with that data. Maybe, maybe you do, or maybe an e-commerce site would, or I'm not sure, but uh, it's mostly just interesting to me. But m more interesting is, like, things like, uh, their browser. What browser are they using? Firefox for sure. Number one, go Firefox on my site. But, uh, you know, right below it, Internet Explorer, and you can even click on Internet Explorer and break it down by versions. So seven is winning, but, you know, still good chunk using IE6. What a bummer, huh? Uh, but that's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, and then interesting things like resolutions. So, you know, a good chunk of people on my site are still using uh, 1024 by 768. So definitely don't want to exceed that and definitely want to keep that site smaller than that to the point where they're not getting horizontal scroll and stuff. So I think 18.5% is still definitely a large enough chunk, you know. And then and then if you especially if you add anything lower than that. It doesn't look like there's anything lower than that in the top 10, though. That's pretty interesting. That's as small as it goes, so... Uh, but you know, once this dropped below maybe 5% or so, you could even think about widening up a little more. So that's stuff about your visitors, where your traffic comes from, where they go on your site. And then there's goals, which we'll get into in a minute, but I want to share with you the weird problem that I was having. So if you're looking at these numbers and, uh, they look high to you, that's cause they really are not really my traffic, at least not 100% accurate. Uh, let's look at the most current month. Um, I wonder if we just reload this page if it defaults to. No, it keeps July. Anyway, let's go the 12th through the, or the 11th through the 11th then. Cancel 11th, 11th. And look at the last month and see that I had 1.2 million page views, which is phenomenal and great, and I wish my site really had that many, but uh, in fact, it's a bit lower than that. It's kind of been trending upwards, and it, it turns out it's a weird problem with, well, check out the number three most popular link on my website right now. It's slash registrado.processo. I'm sorry, I'm sure I butchered that pronunciation, but that's not a URL on my website. We can open up a 
URL here, and I'll paste that in there, and take, you can see for yourself that uh, that you know URL on CSSTricks.com is just a 404 page. So it's really doubtful that that this 404 page is the third most popular you know site on my site. It's just not the case. There's something else funny is going on here. So. Uh, let me click on that link and we can check out some more details for that. You can see that it, it sees a decent amount of traffic. It has for a long time, which is really bizarre. And then it spikes up this one day. I have no idea what this is about. And I wrote into Google about it, and they told me that uh, there's a different, you know, obviously there's a different website using my code. And, you know, it's kind of what I suspected for a while. I mean, it's it's fairly obvious that it's a different site, so... And I didn't know about this, but if you open up this segment dropdown, you can go down here to host name and see, you know, while I'm on this page looking at this particular URL and looking at host name, see there's this link up here, visit this page. We could have done that to get there too instead of all that manually copying and pasting that we did. Okay, come on, it's being a little slow. What it's going to show me when this loads. segment host name go okay we'll just be patient what it's going to show me is that 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 there's like one visit from css tricks that go to this and it, it'll show me you know not the relative url but it'll show me the 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 actual host name the you know the www dot of 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 where this traffic is coming from and it's coming from uh, uh, the University of Puerto Rico, or one of the universities of Puerto Rico, or something. I, you know, I wasn't able to to see exactly. Oh, I really wish this would load. That's definitely something I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about in a minute. Here is is how that uh, <laughs> using this service, you're you're subject to the the uptime and availability and fickleness of a third party service. Is even one as reliable generally as Google, where you're still kind of at the mercy here of 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 a third-party service, you know, something that goes out to Google.com. Anyway, there it loads, and you see that 15,000 of these visits came from this URL. So let's copy and paste that into a browser and check it out. Yeah, it's indeed the University of Puerto Rico. Very bizarre. I think if we get the view source for this website and take a look, we'll be able to see it. See it? That doesn't look like my code. Anyway, something Something is afoot bizarre here anyway. I'm not sure if they're at fault or if it was a total accident or something even funnier or weird is going on, but uh, it appears that this host name is responsible for all this traffic, not actually CSSTricks.com. So my stats are a little poisoned this month, but I was able to sort it out. Look at these most recent dates uh, in August here are now has dropped down to zero, and it is, it is through the help of a filter. So I think in analytics settings, there's this filter manager down here. You can click on filter manager, and I have one filter I set up that says CSS-tricks only traffic. And I set it up, and it says it's a custom filter that says, you know, the host name, not case sensitive, but it must match CSS-tricks.com in order to be valid traffic for my site. So now I'll have no more problems with other sites using my code. But kind of a bizarre problem. It's going to take me a month to get you know back to straight kind of non non poisoned statistics here and kind of 
get a more accurate number and I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be about you know maybe two-thirds of what that traffic is there so you know not bad i'm pretty happy with my traffic but you know not as happy as i would be if i had you know 1.2 million page views or whatever in the last month so so that's how that works i also want to show you an interesting thing you know this isn't an in-depth view there is so much to see and do and and that blows my mind in analytics you know and i I you know I know a little bit but I'm pretty pretty novice user of this. I'm mostly just interested in, you know, who's linking to me today and 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 that type of thing. Just simple stuff like that, but there's some seriously, you know, hardcore stuff you can get into in analytics that, you know, that is beyond me and I'm not going to get into that because I don't know how to, but uh this is just a brief overview. One of the things I do use, though, that I use for a client, I, we have this client at work, Beacon Athletics, that sells stuff for like, uh, this is bizarre, uh, baseball fields. They sell like uh, things to take care of your infield and, and beautify your field and, and uh, just equipment for the groundskeepers of baseball fields. What's the deal? Oh, that's right. It's because we actually keep this, uh, I've stopped using this particular account to track traffic for them for random reasons that you don't really need to get into or care about. But what I want to show you is a specific feature of Google Analytics that I think is really cool that has actually been useful to us. And that's this goal tracking. And there's even a little bit more to it than that. Basically, a goal is like a page you can set up on your website that, you know, let's say you're an e-commerce site, which they are. They sell stuff online. Uh, and there's like four steps to the checkout process. And the final one has this unique URL that's like, you know, thank you for purchasing from our site. And and that you know that that URL is only seen by people who have completed a successful transaction. You, I mean, you just can't get to that URL unless you've gone through these these other steps. So that's like a final goal page, and you can tell Google Analytics that uh, that that that's that's your goal. That's your you know a huge thing that that a sale has taken place if 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 that page ever returns a result through the Google Analytics code. So. Uh, uh, pretty cool. You know, it's just a way to, you know, when you're looking at your statistics, you can see how many people visited that day and then how many of these different goals got accomplished that day. So, you know, there was, you know, 200 visitors that day and, and three sales. And you can even have it be something else. Like if you have a special, special contact form or somebody, a seminar registration form or something like that, that goes to a unique URL when they're done filling it out, like thank you for registering for that seminar, that's not, that's just a different kind of goal. And you can have a variety of these goals. Boy, there's something wrong with analytics today, isn't there? So at the end of this, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of show you a different option other than Google Analytics. I like Google Analytics. They've been, they've been good. But of course, what I'm trying to shoot my dumb screencast it's not responding good timing Google could be my internet connection as well although I kinda doubt it because my page loaded just fine didn't it okay well 
maybe I'll take a little break here. What I'm going to show you, though, is you know how I said there's those those four steps. Like there's step one, enter your billing information. And step two is shows you the shipping or something like that. And step three finally asks for your credit card information. And then step four asks you to, you know, are you sure? Submit kind of thing. And then maybe there's a step five, which is thanks for your thank you for 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 your order and it generates the email and all that type of stuff so not only can you have that step five be a goal but you can set up uh like what they call it like a funnel visualization of of the steps along the path to this goal So bizarre. <clears throat> Analytics. So I'm logged into a different account, which we've set up for whatever reason. <clears throat> so view reports for them, you know, significantly lower traffic kind of type, but it's still very useful to see this information. But we have, a, as, a, as a thing that I don't use on many other sites, is this goal conversion. And this is their sales, their online sales, uh, and how many occur on each particular day. And, and that's set up through these URLs we've set up. So I think if we go to analytics settings, no, bear with me, folks. Where do you actually set up these goals, huh? I think you can only have three, maybe. Anyway, we have a, a few different goals set up that have different, you know, end paths or whatever. And then we'll look at the funnel, the funnel visualization, which is kind of a neat thing. Oh, God. I should have just explained it, not even showed you, because now we have this OPC stands for one-page checkout. We upgraded their store a little while ago to that, which is, you know, instead of having <laughs> there to be five steps, like I just explained, that's kind of like a an old way to do things. Then it's, it's a lot nicer, and you get a lot better conversions if you're uh, – you know, if there isn't five steps, there's just one page, you know. So when we converted to that, this funnel got a little less interesting in that, you know, you can see, like, how many people actually added something to their cart and then how many people actually, you know, proceeded then to actually log in and give us their, you know, shipping information and then how many people, you know, went beyond that. So this funnel used to have five, six steps to it and you can kind of see how many people bailed out at what step and you had a little information there about, you know, tweaking those pages to be more friendly or, or whatever else. But now, we, you know, we have view cart, and then did you go to the checkout page, and did you sell? So you can see that we did lose, you know, in this last month, we lost six people to, you know, that made, you know, filled their cart and got to the checkout page, but ultimately didn't complete the sale. So it is still kind of interesting. So that's a f interesting feature of, of Google Analytics. So... But, you know, as we've experienced just in the screencast, things have been a little slow to go. I mean, all this data is sound. I don't think we're in, in danger of losing anything. But literally, if Google Analytics did just go down, uh, uh, your site could have loading problems. I mean, there's a potential there. If it, if it can't reach Google Analytics and your JavaScript is trying to load, that's the reason you keep it at the bottom of your page, though. So the rest of your page loads but if there's any problems with Google Analytics at all, it'll sit. Your site will sit there and spin, but the rest of your page will all be loaded. That's why you put it at the bottom, right below the body tag. That's the theory there. So, but again, you know, you are subject. You know, having your page not load fully kind of sucks. So, there's another 
analytics service called Mint by Sean Inman that is really actually slick. And it's different in that you buy it and download it and put it on your site, and the whole thing is hosted locally on your site. So, you know, if your site is up, this is up, and you don't have to worry about that. And the reporting is great. It looks really slick. You know, there's like an iPhone interface for it. There's all these, you know, the uh, add-ons that come in the form of these peppers that you add to it that are just little, like, nuggets you can throw into your, your Mint page. Uh, you know, there's dashboard widgets for it and all kinds of stuff. The, actually, Mint is a, is a really cool way to go. It's just, it happens to not be free. And I've used Google Analytics so much for so many of my other projects that, like, all your sites are in one place. And I like Google Analytics, but uh, definitely check out Mint, too, as an alternative. So, wow, talked a lot today. Kind of blabbermouth, but uh, hopefully some useful tidbits in there to some folks. Remember, we can always check out css-tricks.com for more tips and tricks throughout the week. And I always like to mention our sponsor, PSD2HTML, which take your Photoshop documents and they they convert them into XHTML and CSS websites. So if you're a Photoshop whiz and you, you know, you're just learning CSS and HTML, they can be a good service to you them. Shoot them the Photoshop file. They'll return to you the code, the HTML, the CSS, the solve the sliced up images to have a functional website. It can be a learning tool. If you want to learn CSS, why not invest in this? You know, design a site, shoot it to them, get it back, check out what they did and use it as a learning tool. It also can save your butt, quick deadlines, stuff like that. Uh, it's not just static pages. They do great work with that, but they also do pages for, you know, they'll make you a WordPress theme, they'll make you a Drupal theme, Joomla, CubeCart, number of popular content management systems uh, they'll, they'll work with. So check out PSD to HTML for those needs. Until next time, see you later, bye.